Welcome to Conversations with Joel. Joel's guest today is a music icon, best known for her smash hit song, I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. And now, here's Joel Osteen. Hey, I'm so blessed today to have somebody we all know, Miss Gloria Gaynor, a music icon and legend. I, I told you before I came on the air, Gloria, I'm a big fan. I've heard your music for years and just appreciate you taking the time for us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Uh, well, you got a documentary coming out on February 13th, and it's called uh, mm -hmm. Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive. That's, that's going to be exciting to see some of your life and you know what it took to, got to get to where you are. But before we go there... Mm. Can you go back and tell me a little bit about how you were raised? I, I saw you grew up in a family that had some music, but tell me how it all got started. Well, I was just, I had my my five brothers, um, they all sang, all had really great voices. And they used to sing together, um, not professionally, but they sang together in the neighborhood and in school and different little events that we had in the area. But they wouldn't let me sing with it because I was a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of music, always lots of music in my family. We, we were quite poor, but as I often say, children don't know they're poor as long as they're loved. Yeah, that's so good. And we were, we were very much loved. And so we, it was a happy family, but we, we didn't have much. Did you know, Gloria, way back then that you wanted to sing or that gift was in you? Or how, how did it develop? Well, I did want to sing. Um, I, want, I wanted, of course, to sing with my brothers, but that wasn't allowed. So I wanted to sing on my own. And then one day I was in, um, in the hallway of my apartment building waiting for a friend to come out and play. And I was singing. And a neighbor came downstairs. And when I heard her footsteps, I stopped singing. But when she got to me, she said, Glory, was that you singing? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, my goodness, I thought that was the radio. Wow. And I thought right then, oh, yeah, that's this is what I'm going to do. Because the song that I was singing was by Frankie Lyman, Why Do Fools Fall In Love? And he was the same age as I was. Wow. So I thought if he could do it, I could do it. How old were you at that time? 13. Wow. And and why couldn't you sing with your brothers? It just, they just, they were just. because I was a girl. <laughs> oh, man. Not only was a girl, I was a younger girl. Yeah. Four older brothers. Were they popular? Well, in the neighborhood, but that's as far as it ever went for them. Yeah, man. But well, you showed them, though. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> oh, yeah. What were your parents like? What'd your dad do? My father was a fireman, but unfortunately, I didn't really know him. He left my mother when my mother was five months pregnant with me. Wow. Part of that comes out in the documentary, how I grew up feeling a, a fear of abandonment and loneliness and all that Yeah. because of that. How'd you deal with it? Uh, being a people pleaser. Is that right? Yeah. That's amazing that a lot of the things we deal with, you know, there's, there's reasons they happen and sometimes people don't see them. But anyway, that's, that's, that's another story. But how did your career take off or where did you go? So you're singing at 13 there and that <laughs> lady heard you, but what, what happened from there? Well, how I got started in the business, which I don't think comes out in the documentary at all, so I don't mind telling it. Well, first of all, I was babysitting, long story short, I was babysitting for a friend of mine. And because I just wanted someone to hear me sing, I started singing to her neighbor upstairs. I would hear his footsteps upstairs. And I figured if I could hear them walking, they could hear me singing. Yeah. I, I didn't care about accolades or applause or anything. I just wanted somebody to hear me sing. Yeah. And so I would sing to those footsteps. A couple of weeks later, my brother and I went into a club um, as we were leaving, uh, coming back from a, um, a movie. And we stopped in to hear this group that we heard was good. And they, um, after a few minutes, someone went up on stage and said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a young lady in the audience. She's got a wonderful voice. We don't know her name, her last name, but her first name is Gloria. 
Maybe we give her a round of applause. We can get her up to do a song. And so I went up wow. and sang a song that I heard them playing while I was sitting there that I knew that I knew. Yeah. And uh, sang the song, got a standing ovation. And they came over to me afterwards and told me that they wanted me to sing with them. And the reason why they knew that I could sing was because the footsteps that I'd been walking, singing to belonged to the owner of the club. Wow. He had seen my girlfriend call me out the window one day, heard her call me out the window one day, looked to see who she was talking to. And that's how he got my name and what I looked like. Isn't that something? So when he came into the club, he told the band about me. I started performing with them the next night, never looked back. Wow. That's amazing. That's, that's God opening doors and causing you to be at the right oh, yes. place. Man. Absolutely. Did, you, did your uh, parents have any kind of, you had, you had some kind of faith background growing up too, right? Yes, I did. Um, uh, my mother was inundated with church, so she didn't make us go to church because she just thought it was, her mother was too overbearing with it. So she went completely the opposite direction, didn't make us go at all. Yeah. But I, at 13 years old, I asked my mother, uh, 16 rather, I told my mother that I wanted to be baptized. I wanted to give my heart to Jesus. Wow. And she took me to be baptized. And um, and then I came home from, and because there was no real church background in the home, I didn't take it any further and eventually forgot about it. But you know, God is so good. He never forgot. I know. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? He never forgot. What happened in the, in, well, let's, let's go to the song. How, how did the I Will Survive come about? I had uh, fallen on my uh, uh, on stage during a show in New York yeah. and uh, woke up. Um, I jumped up, had went out to breakfast with my band, thought everything was fine, and woke up the next morning paralyzed from the waist down. Wow! Had surgery, was in the hospital for about four months, and the record company called me and said my career was, you know, they they were not going to continue my contract. And they, you know, it was over. And so I started calling out to the Lord and praying. Left the hospital knowing that God was going to do something, but didn't know what. Yeah. A couple of months later, the record company calls me and tells me they got a new president over from England where I was quite popular. He wanted me to record a song that he'd had a hit with in England and wanted to repeat that success here in the United States. Sent me out to California to record that song, which I hated. Really, but I, but it was okay. I just wanted to keep my career going. Yeah, and um, I asked the producers what was going to be the B side. They said, "Well, we don't know. What kind of songs do you like?" I said, "I like songs that are meaningful, touch people's hearts, had good lyrics." They said, "We think you're the one we've been waiting for to record this song we wrote two years ago." Oh, and that was "I Will Survive." Oh, you didn't hate that song. It's it's, it's the other no, song you. I oh, love that. You love Listen, that. I read those lyrics, and I'm like, "What are you stupid?" You're gonna put this on the B side. This is a this is a number one. This wow. I'm relating to this this my surgery on my spine. The fact that my mother passed away just a few years prior. Everybody's gonna be relating everything they're going through yeah. to this song. How can you put it on the B side? They said, "Well, that's the deal we made." Wow. I said, "Well, that's okay. That's fine. We're gonna record it. But if it's left to me, it will not stay on the B side." Wow! Wow! And I took it when we got back to New Jersey to New York. I took it to the record company. They wouldn't even listen to it. But then once it was printed and they gave me copies, I took it to Studio 54. When the audience immediately responded to it, I thought, I am right. This is a hit song. New York audiences don't immediately respond to anything. Yeah. And so I gave him the whole stack of records, told them him to give them to his DJ friends around New York. And he did it. And people began to request it on, on in the clubs and then on radio. And the rest is history. Wow. 
That's amazing, Gloria. You saw yeah. it, but no, the other, you know, the experts didn't see it. Isn't that something? Exactly. Wow. I don't know. This is probably a simple question, but do you, you probably never dreamed it would do what it did do, though. I mean, it become what it was, or, or did you think it would? I don't know that I thought the the worldwide thing, but I yeah. did think that believe that if anybody, whoever heard it, wherever it was played, it would be popular. I just didn't know yeah. that it would be played all over the world. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been to over ninety countries, and it's been, of course, been played everywhere in those countries. But it's been played to hundreds of countries that I've never even been to. Isn't that something? Amazing. The power of music and the power of a, the favor on your life and the talent on your life and the blessing on your life, too. That's, that's, oh, a, yes. that's a huge part of it, too. But it's the empowerment in the song, telling people that, you know, kind of what our message is that, hey, you can rise higher and God's going to bring you through. But that's a big part of it, oh, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. The best the best thing that, that has ever happened to me with that song was when I was in Italy, I had changed the lyrics of the song because of my faith. I changed it from saying it. It took all the strength I had not to fall apart to say only the Lord could give me strength not to fall apart. Wow. And then where it says, now you see me somebody new, I say, because he made me somebody new. Wow. I sang those songs for the first time, those new lyrics for the first time in that show in Italy. And afterwards, people came to me to talk to me, as they always do, for autographs and to compliment me on the show and all that. And this young one Asian girl came up to me and uh, she said, you saved my life. And I thought, here's somebody who's gone through a divorce or something. She says, and I think she could see that in my face. And she said, no, you don't understand. I've been living here for nearly a year and it's been really, really hard for me. And so I was going to go home so I could commit suicide. She said, but now that I've heard you sing that song, I know where my strength can come from and I don't have to die. Wow. I was like, oh my God, both of us were crying. Oh man. Amazing. This God is just so good. I love that. I love that. I hadn't heard those lyrics on it, but that's fantastic. I love that. You've recorded a gospel album too recently, haven't you? Yes, I did. I had a really, really difficult time getting it placed because nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted gospel music from a disco singer. Yeah. But uh, I plowed on through, and 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 then the Lord opened a door for me uh, with the Gaither family and wow. uh wow. we got the record released there and and it hasn't done what i hope it would do um i'm hoping that this uh documentary takes it further yeah because it, there's so many uplifting and encouraging inspiring songs on the album i'm just wanted you know the lord's going to do with it what he yeah. wants to do with it yeah yeah you know so i'm not i'm just, i just want to make sure that my heart and mind are open to him so that I take the path that he wants me to take and, and do what he wants me to do. I want to do my part. Yeah. Because I know he's going to do his part. Yeah, that's so good. Did you write the songs on that or the hymns or what? What do you? I co-wrote all of the songs wow. except the a few standards that are there, like Amazing Grace yeah. and um, Precious Lord. But the other songs, yeah, I co-wrote. Yeah. How did you, I know you probably through prayer and stuff, but tell me again when you were in the hospital those four months, that, that had to be an amazing time. Maybe somebody's listening that's going through something difficult, but how'd you get through that difficult time? It was a very difficult time, but Joe, you know that all the, so many of, whether we're Christians or not, we know, we know the Lord <laughs> yeah. when we get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and so I, like I said, I had forgotten about having asked my, my, my mother to baptize me. But I went to him, and I, as a matter of fact, I, the way it started was that they came around with books to the rooms, yeah. and one of the books was the Bible. Yeah. 
and I chose the Bible. Now, God knows this, so no sense me trying to hide it. I picked up that Bible trying to impress the woman that was in the room with me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's that people pleaser, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's funny. And, and, and began to read it and study it and, and all of that. And, um, you know, I just had such a wonderful reawakening of my faith yeah. while I was in there. That's why I went home confident that God was going to do something. Yeah, I love that. You've been doing this for more than 50 years. A lot of people aren't around after 50 years. And here you are, and we got a great documentary coming out February 13th about your life story. But how did you survive that 50 years and still still be going? God only knows. <laughs> it has been difficult. I've had some some difficult times, some ups and downs, some hard. But as long as I, I believe that I'm on the path he wants me to be on, yeah. I will be yeah. here. You know, I just wanna I just wanna please him. And Gloria, yeah. what do you what what's the goal of the documentary? I know it's going to be to inspire people, but what's your purpose with the documentary? That is the whole purpose. Yeah, to inspire people uh, to have faith in Christ Jesus, to inspire people who already uh, are uh, believe that they're Christians, or are Christians, but are not really practicing their faith, yeah. to come back yeah. to their faith and 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 take hold and and be faithful. And recognize and know that God is faithful and yeah, just to uplift, inspire, encourage, empower. Yeah, that's all good. of that. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see it. How how did it come about? You've got plenty of stuff going things going on, but how'd the documentary come about? A friend of mine thought it was a good idea and he knew of a of a of uh the, the producer who did the, the documentary, he introduced us. Yeah. And we just built on that, you know, built yeah. up the idea of, of doing it. And she followed us around for nine years. It took us nine years to get this done. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Tell me some of the artists that you grew up with. I mean, you were in, in that time, you were, that, that was an amazing time. But tell me, who, who'd you grow mm -hmm. up with? Well, I grew up with Ella Fitzgerald and and uh, uh, um, a couple of other uh, gospel singers. The first, the, I think the gospel singer, not the gospel singer, but the person who sang gospel music that got me into pop music was Nat King Cole. Really? Because, because yeah, because he sang some gospel music, but then he was singing other music, jazz standards and, and, and things like that. So I began to sing those songs. But in my home, there was all kinds of music. Really? My mother listened to gospel music. One of my brothers really, two of my brothers really listened to a lot of gospel music. But then there were another brother listened to jazz. Somebody else listened to rhythm and blues music. One of my brothers even listened to hillbilly music. We told him that we found him on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Are you, are you, is, your, is your family still doing well? Have they gotten to see? Your, your mother got to see your success, though, didn't she? My mother got to see me sing a couple of times, but she never got to see my success. Oh, really? My siblings did. My siblings got to see my success. They all got to see uh, the success of I Will Survive, but they've all since passed on. Mm. I'm the only one left in my family. Wow. You're still surviving. You still travel and, and perform, too? I just came back from Saudi Arabia yesterday. Wow. I love that, Gloria. You're still going strong. That's amazing. And you look great. Everybody can't see you, but you look you. so young and healthy. So let me thank ask you. you, you won a Grammy for the Gospel Project. That was so, thank you. That was so validating for me because my previous management had kept stalling me. I kept saying I wanted to do it for years. Yeah. For years. I mean, right after I Will Survive, I wanted to do a gospel album. And he just kept saying, okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. And stalling and stalling. And until um, I got new management who had respect for my 
my goals and yeah. my designs and desire for my own life and career. And she made it happen. Isn't that great? I love that. Yeah. And Gloria, talk one more time. You touched on it, but I, I love that you said a while ago. Of course, I'm a, I'm a pastor, but you know, you you kind of got away from God, but he he never he never gives up on us. And I'm sure somebody's exactly. listening and think, oh man, you don't know where I am, Joel. But you know what? You didn't necessarily go down the the, the straight path, but you know what? God was there when you needed Him. I certainly didn't go down the straight path. There's some stuff that only he and I know, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was there for me and 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 never let me down. And you know, he, he you know, the first time I sang the the song started writing one of the songs on the album called He Won't Let Go. I I was took me a minute to sing it because I was immediately reminded of a time when I was in the valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in the wilderness, and I just cried out to the Lord, and I said, "I'm tr- Jesus. I'm trying to hold on to your hand." And He said to me, "Don't worry. I got you. Yeah. I got your hand." Isn't that something? I've got your hand, and when I and I'm not letting go. And when I when I heard the words of that song, I, "He won't let go," the producer came up with that title, and I just it was all I could do to sing the song at first because. Took me right back to that time when he says, I'm not letting you go. I got you. I love that. And we can hear the gospel album now, right? On Spotify and all the places, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially on my YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, what's what's the, what's the name of the album called? Testimony. Plus, we can go to Gloria Gaynor on your YouTube, and we'll, we'll check that out, too. I love that. And so the documentary is coming out on February the 13th. It's in theaters everywhere. You guys have heard... Gloria Gaynor, that song, I Will Survive, I, I was walking out to do this, Gloria, and my, my daughter's 25. I said, I'm going to go I'm gonna go interview Gloria Gaynor. I said, you ever heard I Will Survive? And she said, oh, man, we love I Will Survive. And that's a 25-year-old, so I, I love the, the yeah. impact that you've had. And, you know, it's, it's the blessing of God on your life. And I, I, know, I know it wasn't easy, but there's a lot of sacrifices to get to where you were. I, I, know, I know God held you and all, but, you know, you paid a heavy price, too. Yeah, yeah, but— you can't be God-given. Yeah. You know, we all know that. So so no matter how hard you're trying, you got to know that he's behind you even harder. Yeah. He's pulling for you even harder than you're pulling for yourself. Yeah. He wants us all to succeed. Yeah. That's so good. And Gloria, one, a couple more things. What what about the music today? It's it's taking a big turn. You know, it's so different today than, you know, your day. But what do you think about it? You know, I, I was saying to a friend of mine yesterday, I think one of the biggest problems with with young people today and even the music is that out their parents, I should say we parents, are not teaching them about something that I think is extremely important and helps to really guide young people is propriety. It's just not proper to do certain things in certain time. I mean, some things may be okay, but you have to know when and where it's okay to do those things. And they they cross the lines and there's just no such thing as propriety anymore. And I think that 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 allows them to go even further astray from what they've learned at home than they would normally. Yeah. Because even in, in, in throughout societies, there's just no such thing as propriety. Yeah. It starts at home, doesn't it? You know, like you said, Absolutely. the parents. Yeah. It's interesting that you, your father saw your success or was there not any? He came to see me sing twice. Really? And at that point, um, the reason why he came to see me was because I had, well, the first time, I don't know why he came, because my mother was there. And uh, But it would be a few years later, after my mother had passed away, I decided I wanted a relationship with him. And I went and found him, and I saw him, and we talked and everything. He came to see me once, and then I went away, 
And by the time I'd come back, he was he had passed. Isn't that something? And Gloria, that was a that was a big step of faith to have a relationship with him. But you just felt like you that that longing or needed was was there bitterness toward him or just hey? No, there wasn't any bitterness because my mother never spoke ill of him. Mm. And I and I understood. I'm, I've been, I mean, I've been practical I, even as a child. I didn't have many friends because I was always so practical and level headed. Really, I love <laughs> but, that. But I always knew that there were things that happened between them that I was too young to know and understand. Yeah, sure. And if my mother didn't have anything bad to say about him, it couldn't have been that bad. You know, it's bad enough that they couldn't stay together, yeah. but it wasn't bad enough for me to have any animosity towards sure. him. And if she got together with women in the first place, I knew my mother to be a very smart woman who had standards. And uh, and I thought there must have been something good about him. So it must be something good I can get from him. Yeah. So that's the reason why I wanted to to have a relationship with him. You know, God gave us two parents for a reason. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. that's a great attitude. And Gloria, what was it like when you reached out to him? Was he surprised or was he happy? He was or? surprised, but he was very uh, uh, pleased and yeah. welcoming. And um, and he, too, wanted to, to, to start a, you know, form a relationship and really get to know me and uh, and I get to know him. But um, like I say, he passed away a few weeks later. Wow. Was he, he but he did. That was when you were successful. Right. So he did know. That, yes. Well, no, I wasn't really successful at that time. I was pretty much at the beginning of my career. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It was. I had. Let me think. I had I had had uh, Never Can Say Goodbye. But that was the only hit song that I had, and yeah. it wasn't that big. Yeah, I hadn't got, I hadn't done. He never knew about the success of "I Will Survive." Yeah, he was gone before that. Isn't that something? We can't wait to see the documentary on February thirteenth. It's in theaters. Gloria Gaynor is my guest. I will survive. Gloria, what's the what's the next season? I know you're still traveling. You're doing the documentary and things, but anything mm-hmm. anything new on the horizon for you? I graduated from college. I didn't I didn't go to college as a child because we couldn't afford it and. And no one told me that there were such things as scholarships and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Bad enough when you don't know answers to questions, but when you don't even know the questions, it's even worse. <laughs> and so I didn't go to college until I was 65 years old. Wow. And I graduated with a BA in uh, psychology. And I did that because I wanted to open an organization to help young fathers nice. who are estranged from their children understand how important they are in the lives of their children and that they need to be in the lives of their children, whether they live with them or not. And I really wanted to do that. And as I began to try to do research and find out about it, which I probably should have been, well, I couldn't do it while I was in college because I was traveling all over the world. Yeah. But, but, but I finally came to the understanding that when these young boys see me, they see their baby mama. Yeah. They want, they don't want to hear from me. So now I've decided that I'm going to get, together with an organization it's called the father's place nice. they already do this and i will support them financially and i will support them by being the voice of the abandoned daughter mm, that's fantastic i love that the father's and place so so we, we can we can look that up as well the father's place yeah i love yes. that that's so that's so inspiring and gloria going back to college at 65 man congratulations Wow. <laughs> Thank you. I, you, know, I, you know, I can use that. I use that with the young people. If I can do that yeah. at 65 and I'm traveling all over the world and finding myself in hotel lobbies doing homework at two o'clock in the morning because there's no Internet access in the room over in Russia or somewhere like you can do it. Wow. That's so inspiring. That's so inspiring. And I love what the father's place too. Hey, tell me one more time. That was a, that was a powerful statement earlier. Um, 
you know, children don't know that they're poor as long as they're loved. Talk about that a little bit more, because that's really, that's fantastic. Well, I I really believe that to be true, because I never realized I was poor. None of us realized we were poor until we were in high school, and we wanted to go to different dances and stuff like that, and we didn't have the clothes to wear. And that was the first time I realized we were poor. Yeah. That's really what, what poor was, you know, because, I mean, we... You know, like I, I can remember my mother sending me to, to the store for dinner with a quarter. Yeah. To buy 15 cents worth of bacon skins and 10 cents worth of beans. Wow. And she would work her spices and we would have company for dinner. Wow. That's inspiring. The, the, my family, my friends would leave their parents with their steak and their chops and their chicken and all of that stuff and come and eat beans with us because my mother knew how to work the spices. <laughs> and she made like she would make bread. She couldn't afford the baking powder to make bread. So she made crackers, animal crackers. Wow. So we had fun at the table. Yeah. She's a smart lady, okay. wasn't and, she? And the ki- yeah, the kids came to eat with us because it was fun. It was good. It was nourishing. It was, you know, tasty. Yeah. And all of that. And so, yeah, I so said we grew up happy and not even realizing that we were poor. In the, did your mom raise all four of the brothers too? Or did you have four brothers? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Five brothers. Wow. Five brothers and one sister. Wow. Hey, she tell- raised the seven of us. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's where you get that grit and that that tenacity and that all that. I mean, that's the. Hey, tell me about your grandmother real quick, because that's interesting. Because she was too hard about church. You know, she pushed she pushed her mom and all that. Sometimes that drives people away, doesn't it? Yes, and not only that, my mother being the astute person that she was, I'm sure even as a young person, she realized that my grandmother wasn't practicing what she was preaching. Oh, so what was it all for? Yeah. I've had, of course, I'm a preacher's kid, but that's kind of, I've had friends that are pastor's kids as well. This years ago, but they went astray, but it was the same thing. Their parents weren't living it. And I, I was blessed to have parents that lived in the pulpit. They were at home. They were kind. They were good to people. And I think that mm-hmm. that, that other confuses people and, and, and kids can see through yeah. it. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take all your time, Gloria, but I'm honored to talk to you. And, and we're going to catch the documentary in the theaters, Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, February 13th. But Gloria, you take the last word. I, I know somebody's listening and they see your success and all these years and, you know, you, you're, you're iconic and all, but they're maybe trying to, you know, feed their family or, you know, raise their kids and stuff. Maybe they're a little bit down. Anything you could encourage them with? What what has always encouraged me is the understanding, knowledge that God is faithful. And you know, once he told me something not just a few years ago, no one can stop you from getting what I have for you except you. Oh, that's so good. So I try to stay close to him, stay in his word, practice what I'm what I what I know to be true and right. And of course, I make a bunch of mistakes like everybody else, but he is so faithful to forgive when you are earnestly repentant. And if you live your life just wanting to please him, he will help you to do that. I love that. There's even the scripture that says, um, if you seek me, you'll find me. He didn't even say you have to, you have to find him. You just have to do the seeking and then he'll, he'll, he'll find you. But I love that too, Gloria. I've I've used that too, because nobody can keep us from our destiny except us. And I think some of them, yes. no, no, Joe, I, look, I was, I was raised, or I made this mistake. Or, no, you got to tune all that out. And we're looking at, I'm looking at Gloria here, happy, successful, blessed, overcome a lot, but still going strong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you inspire us, and I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. It's been my great pleasure and honor to speak with you. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. 
You can listen on demand anytime with the SXM app or at SiriusXM.com. To find out more, call 855-585-JOEL. That's 855-585-JOEL. 